Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. A few months ago, we assembled a panel to talk about baby making while queer. This was episode number 114, and our panel included two couples, Kiria and Steph, and Sasha and Crystal. They were exploring the specifics of how they wanted to become parents. Family looks a million different ways, and so sometimes I stop myself because I think I'm caught up in this mentality of family is necessarily biological, and I know that that's wrong. I know that that is absolutely not right, and so I am trying to fix my brain. From inside of our car, one of our listeners was hanging on this panel's every word. My name is Rosa Yadira Ortiz. I live in Portland, Oregon, but I'm from Chicago via Mexico City. Rosa knew the process these couples were about to begin, intimately. It's so random that I find stories that reflect my own journey as an immigrant, queer, person of color, Latina, and twin mommy, raising Black boys and married to a Black woman. I know it's a lot, but I love all of these identities, and so finding a podcast that shared some of the realities was like finding a unicorn. Yet I found myself crying because trying to get pregnant almost broke my relationship. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Andrea Salenzi. Rosa's kids got here via sperm donation. This is actually our second episode exploring the topic. Last week, we heard from Tanya, a single mother by choice who went the donor route. This week, we'll give Rosa a call over Skype and hear what it was like to go sperm shopping as a queer person of color with your wife. And you know, while last week we had a little help from Donnie Wahlberg, this week we're going to get an assist from Nina Simone. Ten years ago, Rosa was out celebrating a friend's birthday at Connie's Pizza on the south side of Chicago. Across the table, a woman she didn't know caught her eye. She was tall, African-American, and butch with this cute frown. Somehow I managed to distract her from the pork and the bacon and the pizza and get her to talk to me. Rosa liked this butch, frowny woman a lot. She was the kind of academic who could seamlessly switch from talking about Beyonce and Rihanna to Hegel and Nietzsche. She teased Rosa, who looks pretty femme, for wearing her business casual and makeup while driving around in an oversized pickup truck. And then that weekend, we saw each other again at a picnic, and we have what I like to call 
our first of many race debates when we had a like, long discussion around like race and what is Hispanic, what is Latino, what is Black. And we got into a heated conversation. And then later on, I ended up making out with her afterwards. <laughs> Two weeks into this new relationship, Rosa's first niece was born. And I think in that process of becoming um, their both their uh, auntie, tia in Spanish, and their uh, godmother. So it's Madrina in Spanish and it's short. They call me Nina. Um, and being their Nina, I've, I just realized, like, I want to have kids. Like, I want to experience this. At the time, Rosa was in her late 20s. Her new partner had always thought about having kids, too. But she told Rosa she didn't want to talk about it yet. She was in the middle of intense research and travel for a Ph.D. program and asked Rosa to wait on the kids' conversation until after graduation. My next question was like, so should I bring up the conversation like the day after you graduate or should I wait a week? Rosa did wait until after graduation. And after they'd moved together from Rosa's hometown of Chicago to Portland, Oregon. And there, missing her mom and sister, Rosa couldn't wait any longer. It was time to figure out how they were going to start a family. But what does that look like when you're too dykes trying to have a baby who knows how did you guys start talking about who would carry the baby it was always going to be me it was a default I think because I wanted to do that and part of it to be honest I think it was this idea of like me being the feminine one that I would carry and it's again it's notions of gender and stereotypes of gender that I have like we all have subconsciously and I also wanted to experience being pregnant with my mom and my sister. You know, I remember when my sister was pregnant, it would be like, like no body autonomy that I would give her. I'd just like lift up her shirt and be like, hi, babies, poke, 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 poke. Or like, oh, dude, your feet, like, dang, like, whoa. Around this time, Rosa started waking up in the middle of the night or early in the morning, hot, sweaty, desperate for a walk-in freezer. She thought it might be an ear infection, but her mom casually suggested getting her hormones tested. I had this doctor come in with the saddest face ever. And she's like, and she went to like a soft voice because I guess people don't want to talk about this. The doctor whispered told Rosa that she was experiencing early perimenopause. Perimenopause is a stage before menopause, which usually happens in your 40s. But Rosa was just in her 30s. They're like, oh, well, I'm sorry to tell you that you have premature ovarian failure and um, that's what's happening. Rosa was like, that's why you're whispering? And I'm just like, okay, um, so my hands are still connected to my body. I don't have cancer. I still have home and shelter. Like, pretty sad that I have this, but why are you telling it to me this way? For Rosa, as a lesbian, there had never been a direct path towards becoming a parent. There was always going to be some kind of outside involvement. But the doctor explained that getting Rosa pregnant would involve some serious medical intervention. And soon. If I wanted to get pregnant, it has to happen immediately because my ovaries are just like throwing themselves over a bridge, basically. That night, she and her partner went for a long walk over to the school playground. And they played one of their favorite conversational games as a couple. It's called Grounds for Divorce where you list off all your deal breakers. So one of the running lists is like, okay, if you become a Pentecostal like person, then we can, we, we won't work. There's like other things like that. Like, Wait, if give you me some more. That, I love this list. If you decide that you want to be like straight and narrow and like super sober, that won't work. 
If you decide to be a Republican, grounds for divorce. Another grounds for divorce that came up that if our kids decided they wanted to have a quinceañera and we spend more than like, I don't know, a thousand dollars on them, that would be grounds for divorce because we can't, you know, have these outrageous elaborate parties for their birthdays. And I was like, okay, this is a good, I think it's a good list. I think, you know, people have prenups. We, we also wrote a prenup, but I think like having very clear like grounds for divorce feels good. And on that walk, Rosa realized something. My deal breaker was having kids. Like if we didn't have kids, that would be a deal breaker. But it wasn't, me caring was not the deal breaker. It surprised Rosa to discover that she didn't feel that strongly about being pregnant. But her wife's deal breaker was even more surprising. Turned out she wanted to carry the kids. Her family likes the idea of like passing on um, the family gene and like having family that looks like them. And, and that was really important to her. And of course, in my wife, she's overachieving in her many things that she does as, you know, getting her PhD and being, you know, this butch uh, dyke from rural Mississippi. She's also, when we went to go see about her trying to carry, her ovaries were like that of a 25-year-old. Her ovaries were great. Her eggs are fantastic. She can get pregnant right now. She can just produce all the kids. And I was like, really? Way to overachieve in everything that you do. Rosa and her wife finally had a plan. But there were 23 chromosomes missing. It was time to go shopping for sperm. Freeze right there. Don't swim away. Say advertisement. Advertisement. Good job. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. <laughs> We're back with Rosa Yerida Ortiz. So Rosa and her wife had made a decision. Since caring wasn't a deal breaker for Rosa, her wife, with the overachieving ovaries of a 25-year-old, was going to carry the baby. So nobody tells you, like, you think about being queer and it's like, okay, great. But then it's like, oh, if I want to have kids, how do you do that? And it's, it was unclear to us. I didn't know many people talking about being a queer family. Like, you knew of people, but like, I'm like, no, I wanted, I wanted to know details. Like, what does it take? For Rosa and her wife, they had to start thinking about something they'd never had to think about before. Sperm. And she quickly learned, as you might remember from last week's episode, shopping for sperm can feel like a ripoff. Nobody tells you that a vial of sperm from a sperm bank is not even a full ejaculate. Like, nobody wants to have that conversation, but it's a real serious conversation. Like, one vial of sperm can run you between $600 to $800. 
And it's not a full ejaculate. I could find a full ejaculate in a bathroom bar right now and, you know, try to clean up and put it inside my wife if I had to, right? Not the most efficient way, for sure. But, yeah, the sperm banks use this measurement called total modal sperm after thawing. Modal being the technical word for swimmy. And it turns out, while an average male ejaculate contains about 250 million swimmers per teaspoon, a vial from the bank has only 15 million. I got really bitter with straight people <laughs> who had access to all this fresh sperm and I didn't have to pay for it. Fresh sperm. Just sorry, that those words don't belong together. <laughs> fresh sperm is the best kind of sperm. It's true. Fresh sperm will stay alive in the uterus for up to five days. Well, with frozen sperm, they're usually only given about 12 hours to live. When I would get the vial of sperm, it's frozen, right? So you got to defrost it. So it can, like, you know, so it's not, it's, you have to defrost it, basically. You're not going to put it into the cervix frozen. Like, it's not going to work. And two, it's going to be really uncomfortable. I would literally put the sperm either in, under my armpit or in between my boobs or underneath my boobs to defrost the sperm just to make it as warm and as inviting, as happy as possible. Like now, did I think about that when I was coming out as a young queer person saying like, oh, look at me and my sperm that I have to deal with in the future? Nope. But you know what? At that point, I was like, if that's what I need to do, I will sing it a lullaby if I had to. Like, I can't really be trusted to defrost a chicken properly, like <laughs> let alone six to $800 third of an ejaculate. Well, if you ever need to do that, I'm your person. I can help you with that. <laughs> I don't think I have enough cleavage to do this right, but yeah. <laughs> the cleavage does help, but this is one of the perks of having cleavage. I didn't know about this growing up either, but it came in handy. So now it's time to go sperm shopping, which, as we heard last week, is now an online process. On these websites look like Bizarro Tinder. You search by his education level, his eye color, even his blood type. But no photos. You don't get access to a picture until you pay for the picture. Like, if you want to know what their childhood picture looks like, you got to pay for that, too. Do you want to hear their voice? You got to pay for that, too. Like, there's additional costs associated to that. For Rose and her partner, seeing the photos became especially important. The skin tones that the sperm bank uses are not the skin tones that most people use. So you can, when you look for a sperm donor, you'll find like, oh, are there fair skin, medium skin, or dark skin? And their dark skin is would be what I would consider like medium skin color. That would actually not be reflective of like my wife's skin color. It's again, this is how like anti-black racism, racism I feel like shows up, right? Like we're having these discussions around like race and like phenotype as we're thinking about, you know, uh, donors. And for privacy reasons, some of the sperm banks won't show you the grown-up photos of their donors, only their childhood pictures. But also baby's skin color changes. And while exploring these donor databases, Rose and her wife had to figure out exactly what kind of sperm they were shopping for. So what do we want to do? Like, do we want to have black sperm? Do you want to have, they'll have the Hispanic section, which Hispanic, again, going back to the annual race debate, what does Hispanic mean? And they had like the drop down on like different categories. And then, but then you would like, I would click, you know, Hispanic. And then I would look, read the information on the donor and it'd be like, oh, this person is, you know, Guatemalan and Italian. And I was like, that's great. I celebrate you. But uh, then I realized I want monoracial sperm. I want full on, you know, 
Mexican sperm. I want like the most Mexican sperm I can find. But we also know that there are white Mexicans like Louis C.K. I don't want that sperm. I think a lot of women would agree with you there. I want like basically the skin color that my grandmother had, which is like this beautiful, like dark brown skin and have them be able to produce semen so I can get it into the sperm vial. So they start bringing home sperm three vials at a time. You also can buy in, in bulk, like Costco. And sometimes couples want to double up their vials to improve their chances. This is like probably uh, overshared, but I feel like your podcast is about that too. Like when I was tracking her ovulation, I was also tracking to see if I was ovulating because of my early menopause. So one of the clear signals that you're ovulating is uh, it's a thing called cervical mucus, and it's actually what you think it is. It's like mucus, but it comes from your cervix. So I was gauging how her cervical mucus was coming along, and I was gauging how my cervical mucus was coming along, which is super, like, deep les. Felt like, I'm like, wow, this is like, we just need to have, like, Tracy Chapman singing in the background, some candles, and like Champa, and we are stereotype in the movie, because it was just, like, this constant, like, okay, where are you? Where am I? Like, okay, this is what's happening right now. Once you're doing an at-home IUI, you want to, like, create the mood and try to, like, make it, like, you know, like, everybody needs to relax and try to be in that place, which is hilarious because you, I just put a speculum inside of my wife's vagina. Like, there's nothing really sexy about making sure that you don't hurt your wife's vagina or cervix when you're studying a speculum because you also have a vagina, and so you know how uncomfortable speculums are. Right. There's no amount of candles that'll make me like a speculum. No, they don't have a candle called speculum relaxation. <laughs> We're joking, but this was actually a really challenging time for Rosa and her wife. Oh, God. Dark ages. Her wife is so ambitious. In the time they'd been together, she'd gotten a PhD and a tenure track position. But suddenly, she couldn't do this. And remember, Rosa's still grieving her own inability to get pregnant. The stress of every failed insemination attempt was hard on their relationship and their bank account. These are like $1,800 periods, right? Like who's, when you have an $1,800 period, it's like a, you know, it feels a little daunting, not to mention like the actual emotional pain of it. How many $1,800 periods were there? Uh, <laughs> well, we tried eight times. By then, Rosa was almost to that stage where she couldn't stay cool around her friends who were getting pregnant. She'd say, oh, yay, and cry in her car. And then it was at one of those friends' baby showers that something came up, and suddenly she had to step outside to call her mom. And we were in Chicago, and of course, Chicago is like, any, to get from one side of Chicago to the other side, it could take you an hour. And my mom, I was on the north side, and my family was on the south side. And I was like, mommy... I need to tell you something. I need to tell you in person. Rosa's mom assumed the worst. And my mom, when she was telling me about this, she's like, I thought that either one, you were really, really drunk at this baby shower because you were really sad that you couldn't get pregnant or you had done something horrible at the baby shower because you were really, really sad that you couldn't get pregnant. Like, I was picking you up because you had done something horrible. <laughs> like, something had happened. Um, and I was like, that actually is very fair. I would have, I could have totally gotten sloppy drunk at a baby shower because I was sad. But I had really good news for her anyhow. They were pregnant. And they'd find out later, it was two twin boys. And the funny part now is that I have two babies who have sperm. The joke's on me, universe. The joke's on me. <laughs> right, like soon there's going to be sperm everywhere. <laughs> there is. So I hear. 
When we come back, you can't spell cryogenics without the word cry. Two babies are on the way. Don't go away. <laughs> Advertisements. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. We're back with Rosa, who's about to become a mommy to two twin boys, but not in the way she was planning. Her wife is actually carrying their sons. People would just could not like wrap their heads around a masking presenting butch person being pregnant. People would always assume I was the one carrying. Like people would just like look at my belly and be like, oh, okay, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, dude, like she has a uterus. Her ovaries actually work better than my ovaries work. Like she is pregnant. We had doctors stare at us and would like just start to talk directly to me when she was eight months pregnant. And her wife's pregnancy also brought out an interesting side in Rosa. Throughout the whole time that my wife was pregnant, I wanted to wrap her up in bubble wrap and lay her, have her lay down on the couch and not have her move until as close to 40 weeks as possible. I just like, don't, don't do anything. Don't bring anything. Like, I'll just, I'll get you whatever you want. Like, just don't do anything. And my sister was like, you have to give her space. Like it's her body. She needs to be, you know, like really fundamental values about reproductive justice that I believe in. And that's the area of work that I do, but I couldn't register that when it came to my wife who was pregnant. And we've been trying for such a long time. Back then when Rosa was resisting the urge to bubble wrap her wife, they started to discuss their boy's racial identity. It's very cliche, but like President Obama is black and his mom is white, but he's black, right? Nobody's going to pull them aside or nobody's going to be afraid of them because, oh, the, you're a mixed kid. No, they're going to just be read as black. There's nothing about that that's going to be different if they identify in a different way. And there's something about being like, yes, I am black and I also can be Mexican and speak Spanish. But in the way the world is perceiving me and the way I perceive the world, I'm bred as black. Um, and understanding that as a very clear political position. The twins were born the summer of 2015, days after the Supreme Court passed marriage equality. It was also the summer when Dylan Roof entered a historically black church in Charleston, South Carolina, and killed nine parishioners. It was the summer when Sandra Bland died in jail, three days after she was arrested during a traffic stop. The rallying cry behind organizations like Black Lives Matter was starting to rise, devastated by the deaths of Black children like Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice. 
all of that was on Rosa's mind when she brought her two baby boys home from the hospital. I came home and for like a week to two weeks, I would play Nina Simone's Young, Gifted and Black to them and would sob because I was holding these five pound babies who were still, their preemie clothes were still loose on them and realized that one day somebody's going to cross the street or pull their back closer to them or generally just be afraid of my kids. And I just, I didn't know how somebody could be afraid of these five pound babies. And the fear of how do I keep my black babies safe? How do I keep them alive? I just didn't know that fear. And uh, my, my wife was like, that's what it's like to be black in America. And I don't presume to be black in America. I, I am definitely a, an ally and know that I'm in a family. Um, my family's, uh, my wife and my kids are black. But I just didn't know what that fear was like. I would, God, I would hold my babies in those like big chairs, like the nursing chairs. And I like that was in nursing. And it'd be like, to be young, where I I think sometimes my family wants to overcompensate and they'll say like, oh, he looks like, you know, your abuelito, your grandfather in this way, or he looks like this. Like he has this thing about you. And I just stare at them. I'm like, really? How? How? There's just, there's no way. It does not work that way. You guys, I get what you're trying to say, but one, I'm totally fine. I acknowledge that there is no biological connection. It's fine. Let's just name it. I'm not going to hide it from my kids. And two, you're overcompensating for something that doesn't need to be overcompensated for. Like my sons look like their mama, my wife. I love that about them. I love that they look like I can see the resemblance and they will pick up other things from me. Surely. I'm sure it's going to happen soon enough. I think they have this thing where I say, okay, all the time. And now they say, okay, all the time. I'm like, oh, see, that's me. I can, I can, I can see it. I can hear it. I don't need to, you to tell me that they look like my grandfather, however you think that would work. The donor that Rosa and her wife picked was a tall scientist with Mexican heritage. More than his photos, Rosa fell in love with how he sounds. Some sperm banks will, for a fee, let you listen to an audio interview with their donors. He talked a lot about his family in his interview. And I'm such a, I'm a mommy's girl through and through. Like my mommy can do no wrong. My mommy's the greatest president on earth. I'm like indebted to her for the rest of my life. I think she's amazing. So I just love the way he talked about his parents in this like really humble way. And so I just like that a lot. It actually makes me smile thinking about it. Like I just, I like the way he, he recognized their role in his life. And I love this idea. We know that Rosa loves talking about her mom. So she picked a donor who loves talking about his parents. And it seems likely to me that her twin boys won't be able to stop talking about their moms either. want to hear from you guys. How did your racial identity play into your decision-making as you started your family? Tell us at thelongestshortesttime.com in the comments for this episode. That's episode number 153. 
Rosa's twins are now two and a half years old, drinking all the milk, fighting over toys, even when there are two of the same toy, and occasionally giving their moms some intentional cuddles. In April 2017, Rosa officially adopted them. But still, in her relationship, it matters that her wife carried the kids. She can literally ask me for a cup of water, and she's sitting on the couch, and she's like, I want a cup of water. And if I ask her, why can't you get it yourself? And she said, because I gave birth to your kids. I'd be like, okay, that's a good enough answer. I'm going to go get you a cup of water. Because she did the most amazing thing. And she gave me the greatest gift of our kids. And she carried them and birthed them with such, with such dignity and beauty and grace. Yeah. There's just nothing I'd be able to give her in gratitude for that. Oh my God, this is why people cry in your show. <laughs> At the same time, I have to say that she can't hold that over you forever. <laughs> like, there has to be a time limit to this. Well, I don't know if, I think, if things were reversed. I don't think there would be a time limit to, to somebody having their entire hand, like most of their arm in my vagina. Would there be a time limit to that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> This podcast is produced by me, Andres Lenzi, with Kristen Clark. Our executive producer and editor is Hillary Frank. Our engineers are Pete Karam and Jared O'Connell. Our technical director is the Reverend John Delore. Our music is performed by hotmoms.gov and directed by Allison Leighton Brown. We get editorial support from Antonia Acatunde, Anne Marie Baldonado, Peter Clowney, Rekha Murthy, and Julia Wang. Next week on the show, I'll be talking with Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin, the hosts of the new podcast, Unladylike. What is vagina dentata? Uh, I know everything about it, but just for the people who don't know. It's (laughs) the mythological toothed vagina. You guys don't have teeth in yours? (laughs) (laughs) I, I had mine pulled. Do not miss this episode and make sure you're subscribed to The Longest Shortest Time in Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever you like. And as always, we want to hear your stories. Right now, we especially want to hear stories about imaginary friends, the ones your kids have, the one you had as a kid, and the ones you have right now. Go to longestshortesttime.com, hit the participate tab and submit your story. Hey, it's Dan Pashman from the Sporkful Podcast, and we've got a new podcast called Ask Mimi. It's an advice show starring legendary food critic Mimi Sheridan. She's 92, and she doesn't give an F. I think you have a problem. It's too bad you didn't know it before you married him. I'll moderate as Mimi gives advice to members of our live audience and to live callers from across the country. Do their lack of food appetite indicate a lack of sex appetite? Plus, we welcome celebrity guests who need Mimi's guidance. People like comedians Mo Rocca, Sashir Zameda, Aparna Nancherla, and Nagin Farsad. I feel like I'm going to expose my soul at you, you know, tell you the dimensions of my vagina. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. There is a guy down the hall who's super friendly, but 
think he's a total pothead. And nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. We all know that. Right. <laughs> Listen to Ask Mimi today in Stitcher Premium. Or hear the first episode for free. It's up now in the Sporkful feed. Subscribe to the Sporkful in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Stitcher! Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.